This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. It is one of the things we take for granted that in a medical emergency, an ambulance with paramedics will arrive in a matter of minutes. Now, some paramedics are charging that a new $17 million scheduling system is putting patients at risk. Uh, Does that kind of a warning worry you? There were some examples where uh, the crew that was dispatched in a medical emergency was not the closest crew uh, because the closest crews didn't show up on this scheduling system. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. Right now, let us go to Mr. Merriman, who is a paramedic and the union rep of QP Local 416. Hello there. Hello, Libby. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for coming on to talk about this. My pleasure. Uh, what um, What did you find about this system? What are you warning us about? Well, uh, there's been grave concerns over the what would appear to be a complete uh, failure in service delivery from this multi-million dollar system. Uh, there's grave concerns from the paramedics. As um, paramedics, you know, they devote their lives to saving other people's lives, and when they're hampered by a flawed system, software system from doing that, it's very, it's a bitter pill to swallow and very uh, discouraging to them. Uh, one of the, one of the incidents that you referenced there was uh, we had a ALS, which is an advanced life support crew, which are our most highly trained paramedics. They booked on into their station, the, the system booked them on, but for whatever these, whatever these software glitches are causing, the dispatchers didn't know they had a crew in that station. Cardiac arrest goes down right around the corner from them. They don't know they're in the station. So they send a base life support paramedic crew or who have less of a skill set to a service call from much farther away. Now, I know the city is claiming that there's been no effect to the response times, and I can't, in fairness, really dispute that without seeing the stats. And just explain to your... Uh, uh, folks listening, the, the Ministry of Health sets a standard that the service must meet their life-threatening calls in 8.59 minutes or less to the 90th percentile. And I should say that's for their life-threatening calls. So we'll round that off to nine minutes. So maybe they did meet the response time, but it could have been nine minutes as opposed to three minutes from the appropriate crew that uh, should have been sent. And in our business, you know, seconds really do count, Libby. I, I can speak as a paramedic that when somebody's vital signs absent and has been down for 10 minutes or more, I've never been able to be successful in resuscitating them. Somebody who's been down for three minutes, yes, I have. So seconds literally do count. So yes, they may be achieving the response time, but as, as, as due to the system, they could have had paramedics there in three minutes as opposed to nine minutes 
and advanced life support medics to boot who would have given this patient their best chance at survival. So it is a concern and public safety is definitely being affected by the system and that's why we're raising the alarm bells. The public needs to know and understand that the longer somebody is without vital signs, every minute their chances of survivability from cardiac arrest decrease exponentially, minute by minute. Okay. So uh, seconds do you, really do count. We, we, I think we know, thank you for uh, making the point, I think we know that seconds really count in a life-threatening situation. Uh, do you have numbers? I mean, this is a very disturbing case. Uh, do you know how many similar cases there have been since this system uh, has been There's, put in? Um, it's been at least a half a dozen over the past month that I'm aware of similar wow. occurrences where they don't know that a crew is even in a station. Um, it's, it's happening all the time. One of our, the union's own shop stewards, his partner, uh, she sustained a back injury on the job, so she's been off on modified duties. Every shift he goes in for, they say, is your partner in yet? And he says, no, I keep telling you, she's hurt her back, she's off on modified duties. And they're like, oh, oh, great, okay, stand by, we're going to have to try to find you somebody. This wouldn't have happened under the old system. They would have scheduled, a paramedic would have been scheduled, a relief paramedic would have been scheduled in with this individual, and you would have a full crew ready to rock and roll right at the beginning of shift. Now you have a single paramedic sitting there who potentially could still respond, but sometimes we have what's called load-and-go situations. We, we get there, we go, we get the patient, we get moving, we go. You can't do that with just one paramedic. Uh- so is is there talk of a of a fix for this? Is is the problem that people aren't sure how to use the system yet? Where, where do you see the problem? In fairness to me, there's been talk of a fix for six months since it's, since it's come online, and there's really been no fixes yet. It's and if they are, they're minimal. Mm-hmm. And and it's, what would you like? So what what in your in your terms is a remedy? The remedy is to go back. To, I, there is no other remedy, in my opinion, other to go back to the old system for now, at least until they sort the bugs out of this one. And apparently they've uh, retained the services to the tune of $100,000 of Deloitte uh, to come in and try to do a risk assessment to see if that's feasible. But they should have actually kept the old system running parallel while they're supposedly trialing under a pilot project this new system. The old system should have been running in the background, so especially in an emergency service. I, for, personally, I don't believe this is a pilot project. I think uh, you know the politicians are trying to save face by saying that's what it is. $17 million is in a pilot project. They've purchased this, so it looks like they're stuck with it now. But it's been a complete and utter failure, and I think they have to find a way sooner rather than later at least go back to the old system that wasn't causing these problems until such time as they get the bugs out of the new system. And uh, now, You do don't you... fool with people's lives with, with we're going to trial a system and see how it works. We're talking emergency services here. And uh, do you have any allies in uh, decision-making capacities? Uh, insofar as the, yeah. I'm not sure what you mean. Insofar Going back to the old system? I mean, what do the powers that be um, say? We... I can tell you that... <laughs> Yes, there are quite a few uh, individuals in management who are just as frustrated with us who would like to see us go back to the old system. 
Okay, well, we will keep following this, and uh, please keep us surprised if there are any other terrible situations like the ones you well, were telling yeah, us about. I will, Libby, and hopefully there isn't going to be, but uh, I will, and I appreciate your time. Okay, Mike Merriman, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Libby. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.